Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hey, everybody, this is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, with our Down to Business podcast for March 1st, 2022. Uh, this week, we have with us uh, Nathan Fink, who's a director of advancement at New Hampshire Children's Trust, which is one of the essential organizations in New Hampshire, if you ask me, my, in my humble opinion, IMHO. Uh, and uh, Nathan is here to talk about what they've just started over there is another podcast, which is what the world needs, as we all know. And Nathan's here to talk about it. It's called, what's it called, New Hampshire Now? New Hampshire Family Now. New Hampshire Family Now. And uh, it's um, basically, he's, they're going to be talking to a lot of business people, which is right up our alley. So I would also like to introduce our associate editor, Amanda Andrews. She's going to be here because she arranged to have Nathan on. So she'll do all the heavy lifting. For the, for a little <laughs> Nonsense. While, <I> mean. <laughs> okay. Amanda, Thank you, Jeff. Nathan, sure. Thank, Thank you. you, Jeff. And hi, Nathan. Um, first, can you share with us a little bit more about New Hampshire Family Now podcast and your vision for it and uh, what your ultimate goal is? Yeah, well, the New Hampshire Family Now is a production of the New Hampshire Children's Trust where I work, which is a nonprofit dedicated to the prevention of child abuse and neglect. And it, the reason, or I, I guess how we do that is by partnering with Andrew's network of family resource centers and other family serving agencies and partners, including businesses, so we can uh, build stronger, more resilient families so they have access to resources. And, you know, we created this podcast because there didn't seem to be a gathering place for what... I was experiencing as a father of two young children, trying to balance, you know, my life, um, you know, through COVID, which suddenly was this brave new world of me at home, uh, you know, trying to to parent and navigate pitfalls, but then also the task of having to be, you know, a father, a parent, caregiver, and uh, a family man plus work. And so we designed this podcast to really. Um, highlight those struggles, uh, challenges, sometimes successes that, you know, I have, plus the guests have uh, in navigating uh, what it is to be out there in the world these days, and then bring folks from the field on to talk about, all right, what what can we do to better align the stars for, for folks so that resources outweigh stressors rather than the other way around, building better families, building better communities, and a better society. That's a huge endeavor. That's. Um, but you also have this new feature that you're starting to do, which is businesses that build family. And I know on a recent episode you had Starwork Play uh, on there. So I'm just curious what I, your vision is for that, for the new feature and how you want to get businesses sort of together. Well, what we're trying to do is, is really raise awareness that, look, if building you know, a, a strong family unit is akin to building a workforce, right? And this this comes from an, you know, recently I sat down with Amanda Graponi Osmer, and she said something that stuck with me, which was, you know, one of the greatest unsolicited uh, piece of advice she had for her family was she said to someone that if she could only build her family the way she built her business, she would be fine. And the person said, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. 
you build your business the way you build your family and you'll be fine. And she looked at me and said, that has changed the entire way she goes about structuring her organization and the way that she thinks about in, in, you know, her employees and their struggles and who they are in that workforce at that moment. So I had this aha moment because you know, what we're trying to do with this podcast is create the, the context for a conversation around better environments, right? And the vast majority of my, my day is spent at work, you know, trying to figure out how I'm creating a, a fertile environment for my employer, for, you know, the success of what we're trying to do in that there are very small incremental things that we can be doing in the business sector. Hence why I invited Will on, because I, I saw this, this great effort and stay work play. You know, what, what is your mission here? Well, we're trying to, you know, recruit and retain workforce. Great. That workforce comes in, they're aging, they're progressing through their families. Guess what? You have a death in the family. Guess what? You have a birth. Guess what? You have all of these things that inevitably will happen in the course of that worker's life with you. How are we then stepping back to say, all right, we, we have a choice here. We can either embrace and support or we can look for a new workforce. Which one's going to save time? Which one's going to save money? Which one's going to create an environment where people want to go? And, you know, the answer, it's, it's kind of a self, a self fulfilling prophecy, right? You know, you've got, you know, in, in, in the, the, so the building of the podcast, I know I'm all over the place, but the building of the podcast works to create that conversation. Nathan, I, I'm curious about this because I know that, uh, uh, child abuse is, um, uh, is an unfortunate part of our society and it's become very much front and center in New Hampshire basically because of two two very high profile cases but it's there all the time and what kind what 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 do you tell uh, businesses about being aware of, of of things that might be signs of, of abuse or, or how do you how do you what do you say to an employee that that has some issues well one of the things that you know occurred to me early in covid and this really illustrates it look i come from a good fam good quote unquote good fa i come from you know an upbringing that has taught me how to be a certain way then we get covid and the demands that were laid upon layer over layer upon me as like i said as a, an employee as a father as a husband as a family man I caught myself, this was 2020, say March 2020, late March, early April, right before my youngest son turned three. I was trying to put him to bed. My wife works nights because we got to pay the bills. And I'm trying to put him to bed and I got a dirty house. I got a, a, a job I have to finish that night. It's nine o'clock, he won't go to bed. I felt my blood pressure starting to rise. And I'm leaning down over his bed, trying to get him to sleep, just won't. He's like a squirrel. He's banging around his bed all night. And I felt my blood pressure go up and up and up and up. And I thought to myself, because I had a break moment where I was like, remember, just breathe for a second here. I had a break moment and a realization where I thought, oh my gosh, the way I think about abuse and neglect is I try to cast it off on some population that doesn't look like me, that doesn't have my background or possibility. And I said, it can happen here. It can happen right here in this home. And this is the result of when stressors outweigh resources. So my advice is look at your employees 
and know that you're not casting judgment to say they're going to face challenges. And when they face challenges, they're either going to have access to resources or they're not. What's your pathway to making resources available? Because what we work in is what's called primary prevention, where if there's a metaphor for it and you think about a river, we want to be the railing alongside the river and not the ambulance downstream. So if we're the railing on the river, we're saying people are going to walk by this river at various states in their life, uh, ages, whatever. And what we're trying to do is create an environment that's a little bit safer and more protective and uh, where people can thrive rather than focusing on that, okay, it's ha it's ha it has happened. That's called intervention. So what I would say, again, in answer, is look at your employees and those that are thinking about starting a family, have family, are from families, which is every last one of them know that their life experience is going to cause something eventually a stressor to happen and they've got to make choices at that moment let's make sure we're putting them on the right path for for positive choices hmm. very good i mean can, can you point to any uh businesses that you know of that have model programs or model policies you know, every time I, I hear about uh, Badger is always mentioned out of Monadnock. And, and um, Will Stewart brought this up with regards to the fact that, look, you know, ch children under six months old, they allow you to bring them in to that place of work. COVID has kind of changed the dynamic all across the sphere. So, you know, with, with COVID came this, you know, Zoom society, this Zoom workforce, you know, where I caught myself at home where I was, instead of balancing family play and, you know, work, I'm literally balancing a child on my lap during work, right? So businesses that embrace, say, that flex work schedule, businesses that have taken a look at it and said, hey, what is our off in office policy look like? You know, the Children's Trust is one of them. They, you have business across the nonprofit sector that do this all the time. You have organizations in, in other businesses in, in that you know, for-profit sphere that say, do we actually need the office space that we thought we needed? What does it cause? How does it cause, say, culture? How does it cause stress? Where's our pocket there? So a lot of the times when you hear about this, you're hearing about, oh, you know, these national corporations that have decided to go remote, like, you know, the, the, the higher eds of the world, Harvard went, Harvard went remote for two years because they just said, you know what, we'll figure it out. So are these easy choices? Of course not. But they're choices that I think that cause you to reevaluate your value structure as an organization and how that work product gets done. Um, you know what, it's a really good time to take a break. We'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full service law firms with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. 
For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Hi, we're back with Nathan Fink of New Hampshire Children's Trust and New Hampshire Family Now podcast, which is available everywhere or certain places or online on your website. Hey, or anywhere you get your podcasts, you can get this. So you're looking at, you know, Stitcher, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's, uh, it's across the sphere. Great, great. Um, anyway, we're here with Amanda Andrews, our associate editor, who arranged to have Nathan on, and I don't want to take up all of her time because I know she has a bunch of other questions to ask because I have this tendency to just talk too much. My wife always tells me that. Say it ain't so. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm actually curious, as you mentioned, that you know you have the podcast, but do you envision this sort of effort being expanded into other outlets, say in-person seminars or webinars? Um, going into businesses and giving sort of a, a rundown of the resources that are available to them. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what I mentioned earlier is that we had a podcast to create a conversation, right? But that conversation on air is something else entirely, because if we're really after, you know, the providing of resources, I'd love to get into, you know, be invited with an HR, uh, you know, invite to come in to speak about this. Because, you know, as I said, that that the threshold between employee and family just got a lot closer that gap got a lot closer so now we need to start kind of putting our money to our, our where our mouth is right so if there are resources in the community what are they where are they why are they what do they do how is say in an inboarding process at a business how are they steering potential employees or employees at this point to those resources and to what degree you know is there is there a place that a packet of information that can come with it so ideally i'd love to you know have in in person events around this i'd love to have you know that kind of youtube of the world different little pockets of multimedia um, content where we can supply that to an employer and that can then help them uh, um, and their their employee or their staff navigate the inevitable uh, um, challenges that they're going to have and you know after that you know having a referral chain because one thing about and we talked about this earlier uh, jeff is that when we have crisis right crisis doesn't just happen when you you have a challenge that rolls and the challenge gets bigger and at some point if this challenge gets big enough it becomes crisis and help comes to you right we need to reverse that we need to figure out how to make help seeking earlier in the process and that you know businesses see themselves as part of that referral chain because they they want less everybody wants less turnover they want more, more stable employment if you're an employee and they want the ability to continue on and thrive as a family and succeed as an individual right so how are we creating that referral chain and that certainly would be part of the planning. And I am looking to start reaching out to different businesses across New Hampshire to say, hey, what does it look like for you? Are you interested in having a team come out, talk to your folks, can be part of your onboarding process or not? That's super impressive because I know, you know, there's a lot of um, 
working moms, working dads out there that struggle with this, especially that work-life balance. Um, and I feel like it's it's kind of a good thing in a way that, I don't want to say it's a good thing COVID happened, but it kind of, like you said, it brought to the fore this understanding that we need to be more secure with our home life and our work life and employers should really be thinking about that more. Um, mm -hmm. So if say a company wants to start a, start this, you know, more uh, efficient family life for their employees, is there a first step that you suggest that they do? Absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, I think you reach out to the organizations that are designed to, to help with, you know, different thoughts around workflow, different things like the New Hampshire Children's Trust, great organizations like the Parent Information Center of New Hampshire or New Hampshire Family Voices that are dedicated to encouraging voice. So the whole point, you know, as a parent at, is to build a, a team around your family so that you have multi, you know, multiple levels of support. And the way that lines up with business, I think it's lockstep, right? Because having that employer as a member of that team is a wonderful thing. So I would encourage people to visit newhampshirechildrenstrust.org, reach out uh, through the Contact Us site. And if you hear this, let us know that you did and see what, what information is available so we can get on the path to businesses that build families. That's great, Nathan, thank yeah, you. you know, yeah, I just, wanted, I just wanted to say one other thing. Uh, as I want to do. Um, I had a discussion, a conversation with Marty Sink of uh, CASA New Hampshire, which is a, another one of the most essential organizations in the state, the Court Appointed Special Advocates, and she was very concerned about the after effects of COVID mm -hmm. in terms of uh, the potential of what, what may have been going on uh, in terms of uh, children being in a house with parents or not being in a house with parents during COVID. And she's she's um she she was she was basically saying, you know, this is it's basically what keeps her up at night. And uh, it's something for us all to think about because we we've gone through a terrible, terrible time with COVID and you know in so many ways. And this is one of the more serious or most serious uh, effects of COVID was was what what the effects it, ha it has a had on our children but yeah i i, I can i want to second that because i'm looking at you know i've got a three and then a six-year-old and i'm looking to you know now that things have loosened up tuck him back into school as if nothing happened because mm -hmm. you know for me i'm 41 i'm 41 which means i have 37 38 good sometimes good years before I had to weather this kind of isolation and half of his life has been spent in it. So I am watching him not be able to negotiate uh, relationships, not be able to interact the way he is, or having me for years now keep him at a distance. Don't talk to that person at this arm's length. My concern too is for Mike, the kids in my house that they are fundamentally changed. And then I look at myself and I say, okay, how am I fundamentally changed? Cause I am, I, I would rather at this point still wear a mask, right? And it's not because I'm spreading anything or getting anything. It's just because that's where I've been for three years. And so now, you know, it feels like an inflection point or a choice point. 
because we have been fundamentally changed. Now, how are we going to make that work for us? I think that to me, you know, I might stay up at night thinking of ACEs or, you know, adverse childhood experiences that happened during COVID. But the thing that wakes me up is that we got a choice to make and we can make a good one. So I'm really excited to be on the show. I'm excited that you're having this conversation with us and, and hopefully we can take it to the next level um, if, if organizations and businesses are up for, for integrating some of these changes. I know that New Hampshire Business Review is on board, so we're at your service. <laughs> I <laughs> <Amanda? will come. laughs> Yeah, I think so. Very good. Well, unless Amanda has some other uh, questions, I, I, that I'd like to say, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us with the New Hampshire Family Now podcast from he's Nathan Fink from the from New Hampshire Children's Trust. Um, and I'd just like to say that thank you for, for teaching us some some important information, giving us some important information today. Uh, yeah. This is Jeff well, Final. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's an absolute pleasure. And look, I am so thrilled that New Hampshire Business Review is having this conversation because it makes me it makes me proud to look at organizations like yours and see your investment in this type of type of thing. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Thank you very much. That was very nice. <laughs> Thank this you. This is Jeff Feingold. This is Jeff Feingold with Amanda Andrews uh, saying, "Be well, everybody." <laughs>